the political ideological sort of gap in this country is widening and it, it's becoming polarizing hatred for the other side. And this could have a direct impact on the physical world. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the physical world. Hope you guys are having a great day. I'm Luke. I'm JJ. How bad do you think the political divide is getting? I think it's terrible. I think it's bad. Like, borderline fucked. Yeah, it's awful. It's creating so much more division than we already had because of all the other issues in the country. Mm -hmm. And then the two main parties, Democrats and Republicans, hate each other for just being either a Democrat or a Republican. Yeah, it's it's like it's not like it used to be throughout like the late 20th century and even early on into into this century like it's gotten to the point where it it is hatred. You know? Yeah. It's not policies, it's not politics, it's not okay, you're in this party, this person's in this party. It is whatever doesn't align with your viewpoint is bullshit and you hate those people. Like that is the that is the ideology of this country right now for a lot of people. Yep. And I mean a lot of that really, really picked up with Trump being in office. Yeah. Definitely because the Democrats absolutely did not want him to be a president. The Republicans loved the man. Mm -hmm. So it's created such a stark contrast and the Democrats would find literally anything to pick apart about him. Yeah. And the Republicans would come try to defend him and it would end up in an argument and then eventually it turned into physical clashes yeah literally literally did in many instances i mean trump himself was such a polarizing figure you know as the president there's a lot of people that hate the man there's a lot of people that love the man no matter which side anyone was on it was definite division and it's just seeped into everything and and it it may have started before trump but it seems like over the past five years it's really gotten it's it's stepped up to the next level you know it's been magnified it's not political opposition it's political opposition with dead-ass hatred for the other side and the gaps just widening each and every like month it feels like Yep, because now the table's turned where the Republicans absolutely refuse to accept the current president. The Democrats love him. Yep. I mean, there's a lot, I mean, 
to knock both sides. There's a lot of Republicans that, you know, a lot of people in this country that refuse to acknowledge uh, Joe Biden as a president. And there were a yeah. lot of Democrats that refused to ever acknowledge Donald Trump as the president. I'll never fully understand that. Just because, to me, if you live in the United States, at a certain point, you just have to, even if you don't like it, you just have to kind of accept it. Mm-hmm. Hope he does what's right for the country. And kind of move on. Yeah. Because it felt like the Democrats that would refuse to accept Donald Trump as president would say, he's your president, he's not mine. And, and those sort of things, they couldn't accept Donald Trump winning. And that's the issue that a lot of Republicans are having today is they can't accept Joe Biden winning. Now, taking fraud and everything out of it, because who knows? I mean, it's been pretty much proven that, you know, Donald Trump and his campaign used a lot of, of tampering and stuff through social media and other, and other ways to influence the election result. Yeah. What was that uh, documentary on Netflix? Oh, Cambridge Analytica, right? Mm-hmm. Where it showed what Donald Trump's campaign did, but it also showed that Hillary's, Hillary Clinton's campaign does the same thing in all political campaigns across the world. Pretty much now are doing that same sort of thing that Cambridge Analytica did. Yeah. Which is directly impact a lot of voters' minds through social media. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This might, in a way, sound ignorant. It's kind of just adapting to the times, in a way. Yeah. Because, I mean, they know everybody's on social media, so if you can exploit it in any way possible, mm. I... I mean, I understand both point of view. But from the candidate's perspective, you want to take advantage of any route possible to be able to get in office. Mm-hmm. And in today's world, you can't live without some forms of social media. Yeah. There's very few people that go without any form of social media at all. Yeah. The, you know, the issue was that they were using like the psychological profiles of a lot of Facebook users, especially to try to influence their political decisions, you know, and that's been through data collection and stuff that should be like that. Like we, sh- we all can agree, like that's not right you know, to do that for people's mind to be influenced, but that is what social media is. Yeah, that's the whole premise behind social media at this point. Yeah, like, it, it's terrible. Like, it is so destructive for humanity. And that was just an example. Like, Cambridge Analytica, they basically, they said at the end of this documentary, they were like, what we did, yeah, it was wrong, but we're just the ones that got caught. Like, this shit is 
constantly going on. So that was like an issue that a lot of people had with Trump winning was that his team sort of, his campaign used these sort of tactics. Well, what information is true now? How can people tell what is true and not, especially on social media? And now it's leaked into all media, but especially on social media. That's the thing. There is literally no way because anybody can post whatever they want. And no matter how incorrect it is, it won't be taken down, which is a good thing in a way because, you know, freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it spreads so much false information. And ends up making people stupid. <laughs> it does. Like it. It's it's to the point now where like everything. Like within each political party, there's all these little sub parties and subcultures of people, and people, and they all have these these sets of beliefs, dictated by what they see every day on their social media. Like if someone is a, just in this last, a Joe Biden supporter, a liberal person, a Democrat, their social media feed is going to have a lot of stuff blasting Trump. You know, prior to that election, like in the time being, there's going to be blasting Trump. It's going to be stuff about Trump, scandals about Trump. It's going to be some good stuff that Biden's doing. You know, a lot of like pro, like CDC guideline pandemic stuff. You know, it's going to have all, all sorts. It's going to be an algorithm fit to their beliefs. And they're going, every day they're going to see it. And that's the world they're living in. Then the person who's living next door to them, who is a diehard conservative, Trump supporter, wakes up and they live in a completely different world. It's Trump trying to, you know, this Republican, it's Trump trying to save the country. It's, uh, fuck them. I mean, masks are non existent on their social media. It is stuff slandering Sleepy Joe, as it would be calling, you know, Joe Biden, some of his blunders. You know, it's a completely different world. They're two separate worlds off the same, from two next door neighbors based on just what they, what their political beliefs are and what their beliefs are. And, and yeah. politics is just an example of that. Social media does that with everything. But, yep. but through doing that and creating these political algorithms, for certain groups of people, that's what's pushing and widening the gap. Yeah, and to me, I've always hated the two-party system since I, like, really started, like, understanding politics. Mm -hmm. Because it is bound to create some sort of division no matter what. Mm -hmm. In a country that's supposed to be united, but we sit here and say, well, we have to divide people up based on what they believe and what they think is right, rather than, hey, just vote for who you think will do the best job. Yeah. But it's come to the point where if you're a Democrat, you feel like you have to vote for a Democrat. If you're a Republican, you feel like you have to vote for the Republican. And then all the independent parties are non-existent to people in those mindsets. 
Yeah, because you have so many small parties that are just ignored because with the mindset of people because of the primary two-party system. Yeah. It's one of the two. Yeah, and it causes, and the two-party system does, you're right, it causes so much division in this country, you know, even within families, communities, within states, obviously, but within even within families, like it's always been sort of a joke, you know, at Thanksgiving time, a lot of families, politics comes up, it's argument, you know, just like religion and different other, you know, pulp, you know, other issues like that, but politics has always just been that, and it's because it's a two-party system, a huge part is of that, but it used to be, you know, think maybe Thanksgiving table, you got the more liberal leaning person and the more conservative have a de- debate and roast each other's candidates a little bit and, and, and talk to each other, but not to the point where it is now, where it is like, I mean, look at, you know, an example, like what happened January 6th. And I know there's a lot of people in this country that are tired of hearing about it. And there's a lot of people who are, I mean, I think the Supreme or the, the court hearings or whatever's happening today or, or soon on what happened that day. But look at that. I mean, look at a moment like that, how it pretty much leads to that sort of situation. I mean, this country is a lot closer to like tensions boiling over to a civil war now than, than the last civil war. Like it, the tensions have never been this high since that last civil war. Yeah. And you'll hear, especially like, conservatives saying hey, these changes that especially now that Biden's in office, these changes that they're wanting to make they ain't gonna happen without a civil war. Yeah. Well, I mean, this country has it has so many issues right now that the sides are so divided on. There is no unity. All the while, there's a you know, a pandemic going on and, and before the pandemic I mean, the world was almost in World War Three. People forget that, you know, like right before the pandemic, like shit was going crazy then. But now it's it's back. I mean, look at you have the issue at the border and what's going on there. You have a pandemic in this country. You have everyone's, you know, viewpoint of the president. You have a inflation crisis. You have people not working when, and a job shortage and resource shortages. All the while, you have the issues of climate change weighing down on, on each and every country in the world. Like It is a lot. Yeah. A lot of big issues that are each, everyone I just said, there's two major viewpoints in this country on every one of them issues. Yeah. And it keeps people from agreeing, hey, this actually, something needs to be changed here. If one side says something needs to be changed, the other one says no, because they don't want to have to agree with the other side. Mm-hmm. Which is fuck, because I feel like, especially stuff, obviously, like climate change, stuff at the border... Stuff like that. That's there shouldn't be any question about that type of stuff. 
Yeah. Factual, you know, factuals. And, and, but you know what's interesting is how you just said climate change and stuff at the border. Like, both of those are such, like, evident issues, but they're, like, the viewpoint of them existing is on opposite sides of the party because Republicans are making a are obviously paying a lot more attention to making a big deal out of the border crisis as they should be because there is an extreme issue there. But in the same sense, Democrats is the only side that's pushing and and making changes towards climate change and even to the point of acknowledging it exists. Republicans refuse. It's like, is that not like Twilight Zone era? Like two clear issues. But if someone says that and acknowledges that they're both issues, that is two separate political viewpoints on each issue. Yeah, it, like, isn't it that bizarre? Make any sense to me? That like that's crazy to me. Stuff that like I feel like for the most part, people have a general sense among all people of what is right and what's wrong. Yeah, but when it when that party divide is there people somehow just seem to forget about it. Yeah, they will blatantly overlook what is morally right and morally wrong to align with their political ideology. Mm. Or what or what their media, because politics is so bad in media now. Look at like CNN versus Fox News, like or whatever their media tells them is right. Yep. And that's not how it should be. It should be everybody makes their own opinions based on multiple different sources that way they can try to get as much of factual information as possible. And it, would it be terrible for people to just be able to trust the news? See, that would be nice. But it can't. it cannot happen. Like, there is no news that people should really trust. I mean, you can watch it as comedy if you want to, but please do not take <laughs> like I mean, uh I saw the uh like there was like a, a, a I don't know if it was a lawsuit or it was some court, I don't know what it was. It was something where there was like a suit placed against like Tucker Carlson, who's like one of the top personalities on Fox. And then that one really top lady on MSNBC, I do not remember her name. Do you do you know her name? Her name like I can see her. Yeah, yeah, you know, everyone knows what she. Let me just try to figure out her name. I'm just going to type in MSNBC anchors, and I'm sure it'll have her near the top. There she is. Now, what is her name? Damn it, Rachel Maddow. Wait, wait, wait. What? Rachel Maddow? Maddow? Whatever. You know what I mean? You know who I'm talking. Right. So both of those, those are like two of the top. Like they, their broadcasts get the most viewers. Like there was like issues filed against Tucker, issues filed against her for some sort of misinformation, and like the court ruled, and like the ruling or whatever was that. And don't quote me on all this because I don't know exactly, but it was like these the facts, like information that these people like Tucker produces should not be taken as facts because he is a TV personality. Same for Rachel Maddow, or like it was the exact same ruling for both of them. Like the the legal system was acknowledging their TV personalities. Like nothing that yeah. they're presenting is really. It's all 
biased information for entertainment yeah that's that's bad like when, when did the, the when did the news turn into a comedy show uh, yeah it should never be that way because then it's people assume hey it's the news i'm gonna get some actual information that i probably need mm-hmm. and they'll never look and see hey these are tv personalities not informers mm-hmm. so they just take whoever they watch they take their word as fact when more than likely it's not yep and even facts are going to be over dramatized for whichever whichever side's presenting them yeah which makes it hard to know exactly what the actual truth is so you may get part of it but if say it's CNN reporting on something positive Joe Biden did which is all they do (laughs) yeah they're gonna make it sound like it's the best thing any president has ever done in the history of the United States when in reality it's the tiniest little thing that won't really have an effect on the general public. Yep. And the reverse goes for like Fox or something where they'll say that this was the worst decision he could have possibly ever made if it's something semi-negative. And in reality, it'll never have any real effect on the general public. And you know, the worst part is in that situation you described, if he did, if, Joe Biden, for example, did do something positive. Fox, like CNN, would make it out to be the greatest thing ever. Fox News wouldn't even cover it. Then, if Joe Biden did something low, you know, bad, not fucked up, but like bad, Fox News is going to act like he's destroying our country with this one move, and CNN's not even going to cover it. Which isn't how it should be. It should no. be everybody gets the information exactly how it is and can decide for themselves what they how think. they feel about it. <laughs> yeah. But instead you're fed other people's ideology and that turns into your ideology. It's like it's like this country is under mass psychosis in a couple different ways. Yeah. That's why I personally registered as unaffiliated because like I agree with some stuff from both sides and I really don't see the point in being directly affiliated with one of the two primary parties anyway mm-hmm. so I'm just not gonna be affiliated with either of the parties <laughs> see I, I was similar whenever I registered I I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to register as a Republican or as a Democrat. Like, I just, I didn't agree with enough on either side. So I was like, I'll just be unaffiliated for now. I always thought, oh, in the future, you know, as a 16 year old, I was like, thinking, oh, in the future, I'll figure out which side. But the older I've gotten, I'm very glad I did that because it's, it's, it's funny to see just how 
ignorant both sides are. And if any listeners out there are Democrat, Republican, that is your right, and you can disagree. Uh, but please be able to look at this objectively, like third person view it. How how terrible the systems are right now. And I think anyone could admit that. Like, even if you're a diehard conservative Republican, you'd be like, yeah, our side's kind of fucked right now. Like, we do, we are doing this, we are doing that, you know. Same goes for a Democrat. Like, a Democrat should be able to look at Joe Biden and see that there's a lot of issues right now with Joe Biden as the leader of the free world. Yeah. That was my thing. I couldn't bring myself to vote for him, and I couldn't bring myself to vote for Trump. Yeah. So I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, a Republican should be able to sit there and think back and be like, yeah, Trump was saying some fucked up shit. Like, he was... Trump's fucked, too. He's a fuck... And Trump's a fucking narcissist. He's a narcissist. He's an egotistical asshole. And Biden doesn't know where he's at. And that's just facts. I mean, that's the two yeah. last presidents. That's what's going on. Yeah. Which is looking at it in hindsight, it's terrible. It is. Because you have so many people in the last couple of elections, Trump and Hillary and Trump and Biden, they're like, oh, I got to vote. Um, I'm, you know, they're saying they're picking the lesser of two evils, right? But yet yeah. there's still in the two-party system and people in this country, they're still so set firm in what they believe. And like like I was saying earlier about the subcultures in each party, there's like subcultures in each party. You have like the woke warriors now and the cancel culture people on the left. You have like the old-fashioned Democrats on the left that are loving Joe Biden. You have Democrats on the left that are wanting Joe Biden to be way more liberal than you have your hardcore conservatives on the right that are like, you know, like financially and, and, and financially analyzing all the terrible things that Joe Biden's doing in their mind for the country. Then you have people on the right that are that still think Trump's the president, that thinks Trump's coming back into office like next week. And then you got yeah. like QAnon and people like that that are they got their conspiracy theory and you got and people they got their theory, I should say. Because you know, everyone's got their theories and on typically on the right side that think Trump's fighting the cabal. And then you got people in the middle who don't give a fuck about none of it. You got anarchists in this coming. You got so much shit like going on in this country. Yeah. And everyone's so firm in their beliefs, people won't actually look for a second at any of the other ones. No. And that's what's so that's what's so dangerous and 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 rough about this country, right? Yeah, because people automatically assume what they know is right. When in reality, if they actually branched out and looked at other people's point of views, they might come to realize. Hey, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was. Mm. And maybe they realize not everything they believed prior was actually what they should have believed. Yeah. Maybe they stick exactly where they were before, which is fine if that's 
where you want to stay, that's where you want to stay. I don't care. But if you do your research, whether you keep the same exact beliefs as you previously had or realize, hey, maybe I was wrong about some stuff, at least then you know for sure what you actually believe. Yeah, and you're firm in it. Or a person would be firmer at that point. Yeah. I think everyone should constantly have their their ideas just evolving, you know? Because if if you get new information, why not take some of it and be like, wow, I haven't looked at it through this lens before. But that doesn't mean that shouldn't mean that it shakes whatever your beliefs were before to the so bad that they're no longer your beliefs. Yeah. You know, and I feel like a lot of people are scared to explore or even to explore other, you know, we'll just in, in politics like political ideas I, for whatever reasons. And there's thousands that they have, but they're, they're scared to even have that sort of calm conversation about it. And I don't know if they're really scared to have that calm conversation or they just can't anymore. Like, because everyone just seems like ready to bite everyone else's like head off if they don't agree. Like it's so yeah, hostile. Yeah, I, I think part of that is because people, especially now, hate to be wrong. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they feel like they're getting proven wrong, they just start fighting about it. Yeah, they just start but, going crazy. Rather than just having a civil discussion, exploring other ideas and saying, whatever, I, I changed my mind somewhat on whatever topic or I didn't. Mm. Like people get caught up so much and every discussion has to be some one side is right and one side is wrong where that doesn't have to be the end of every discussion. Like discussions can happen with both sides very calmly, or maybe more than two sides, calmly communicating to each other a lot of issues and points and the other side being able to take it, digest it and respond, you know, in a normal, cohesive, humanly respectable way. Like, why is that not a thing anymore? I don't know. And and it is a thing with some people. There are a lot of people waking up to a lot of the issues that's going on. And but not. It seems like more and more aren't, and more and more are just so, just. I don't know how to even explain it, man. No, it's you start to just see each other as beliefs rather than people and that we all live in the same world all that type of shit yeah we all live on earth like earth i mean how fucking wonderful is earth that's like issues like climate change and stuff i don't i don't get how people can disagree on on stuff like that no stuff like that to me should be pretty easy to determine hey 
there needs to be some sort of change here. Because, I mean, you can, people can almost look outside, and, and you can tell it, in some areas you can't and some you can't. Just the Earth is desertifying. Look at satellite images of the Earth from, like, 1980 to now, and look at the amount of desert that is grown and is growing. Yes. Awful. Look at vegetation and forests and, and life being destroyed. Like, because it's people refuse to acknowledge that it's an issue. And if you can't get people on board, that means you can't make a change. Yeah. Well, you can make a change, you can't make an effective change. Because mm-hmm. for huge issues like that, it takes everybody. It is damn near impossible, especially right now, to get everybody united under one cause. Because I mean, let's let's look at it like, you know, there's some people that say that all the science behind climate change and global warming is just false and it's just being you know pushed out there and propagated look let's just look at it from an outside perspective for a second like okay what if all hypothetically all the images they're false right what the fuck would be to gain from that and even beyond that because maybe they would say it's like something involved with like the deep state and like just some sort of control okay we can jive with it. We're open to theories. But I mean, really, like, we can look and see animals and, and, light and organisms and ecosystems on Earth suffering. Look at the strength of some of these storms. Look at the heat. You know, look at all these fires in the West. You know, from extreme drought and stuff. And then let's look at look at the West Coast, you know, a month ago, Portland, Oregon and stuff going to like 115 degrees. I mean, this is abnormal stuff. Yep. And everyone knows that fossil fuels are bad for them. I mean, even if let's take all the science out of it. I mean, a car pumping CO2 out, that can't be good. <laughs> I mean, it just looks ugly. Like just the the purely just human aspect of looking at a car out on a beautiful sunny day and you just see just smoke coming out of the back. That looks ugly. Yeah. I don't see how people can at least agree on that. And I'm not saying that, you know, they fossil fuels need to be halted. That is impossible because the world's built on. But there are some changes that can be made, hopefully. Because there's actually models coming out saying climate change is irreversible. Those are quite pessimistic, but you never know. Yeah, and I mean, realistically, you're, like you said, you're never going to fully eliminate use of fossil fuels until they're gone. And then either we had fears them out or we're kind of fucked. Yeah, because like everyone should, I mean, it, it's grave, but we got to accept like, we're going to, humanity is going to be using fossil fuels till they're out, out. Yeah. And once that point hits, we don't really know what's going to, we don't know when that's going to be, first of all. 
could be hypothetically tomorrow or 50 years or 100 or two. I mean, who knows? But once that happens, that could be, everyone should at least be able to agree, that's going to be a major, major issue, like worldwide, because that's what makes the world go round. Yeah, even right now, oil shortages have such a huge impact. Like we saw here, we were low on oil, I think, like two or three months ago, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody goes into a panic. You see lines a mile down the road waiting for one gas station that might have gas by the time you get there. Oh, was that the uh, the pipeline hacking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's just a small case of how dependent on it we are. Mm-hmm. Because you see everybody in the western part of the state especially sitting in line for hours trying to get a tank of gas. Mm -hmm. And you'd see people load up five, five gallon canisters full of gas too. Like it was the apocalypse. Yeah. It's fucked. You know, I might get off on a bit of a tangent, but you know what else is bad, man? What? Industrial agriculture. What do you mean? The amount of livestock, cows, pigs, etc., that's being mass farmed and mass held and slaughtered for the meat consumption of not just this nation, but the world. Yes, yeah, and great. and most everyone eats meat, and no, you know everyone's not just going to go vegan all of a sudden. But we should all be able to think about it for a minute. Wow, like the fact that you can go to like twenty to thirty different restaurants in the middle of the night. You know, maybe some places less than others, but you know, at least some places at twenty four hours a day and get as many cheeseburgers as your heart desires. It's a lot of meat. Like that's just one yeah. way to look at it, but then you look at how much land is actually being used for that. That's a lot of CO2 production from those animals. Yeah. Not to mention a lot of water used, a lot, of, you know, like that that's just a lot of land resources. Resource use. Yeah, that that's actually a major contributor to climate change because everyone always talks about you know, our CO2 production. Well, what, what produces a lot of the CO2 on Earth is industrial agriculture. Along with the burning of fossil fuels and the use of power everywhere uses a lot of fossil fuels. Yeah. And it's gonna really, really fuck us over when we run out. Because everybody is so dependent on them. Nobody's Nobody. going to know what to do. 
Nobody. I mean, there will be their select few that will be fine, that are already living off the grid, or we will com- will be completely fine. But the mass mass majority is gonna it's gonna be chaos. Yeah. You know, and there's See. people out there right now listening that would say, I ain't worried about that shit. And really, you know, it's almost impractical to sit there. Don't be fucking worried about it, because then you'll be living in fear. So I agree with you. But, I mean, once it happens, it's great. It's going to be fucked. You know? Yeah. There's not a whole lot, like, one person can do. I can go avoid using plat because plastic's a big pollutant of the earth as well. We got to look at like the oceans getting polluted by plastic, right? And all yeah. the waste that we produce because we can mass produce it because of the use of fossil fuels. It all goes hands in hand. But like I, I can go and reduce all my plastic consumption and never use plastic again and go vegan and never eat another fucking delicious cheeseburger because I'm not contributing to industrial agriculture and then, and all, and all this. And there's people that will do that and they are warriors, but like a couple people doing that or a small portion doing that is not, what's that going to do while also driving a smart car, riding a bike, like unless there's a mass change around the world, there's not a whole lot that can be done, which is sad. Like that's sad. As the thing is, you're never gonna get people to make that mass change. No, even though it may very well be completely necessary. Like it would be necessary to save the earth. Yep. Because we've only been really using a lot of fossil fuels since I mean, we've had access, but really since the industrial revolution is when we start we were we gain the ability to mass produce everything yeah and then obviously transportation and cars vehicles airplanes and, and rockets and and leaving our, i mean all sorts of stuff and power and every all the lights i mean i'm sure everyone's got led you got led lights all throughout your house and every tv that you have on and every power outlet that you've got a fuck ton of plugs plugged into, that's all using power. Like that's an insane amount of power being used every single day. Yeah. Like that is the way the world is built now. So like from the sides of hardcore people that are talking about climate change, like, you know, everyone needs to stop eating meat this second sort of stuff to people on the right who refuse to even ponder the ability to even ponder the effect that humans have to be physically having on the world. That's just a prime example of the issue with this political divide in this country. Over an issue that straightforward. should be extremely easy for people to be like hey listen we all live here it doesn't matter what we believe if the earth dies we die, we die. <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't but know why i laughed but fuck i mean because it's just fucked up that people can't see that it is and 
you kind of have to laugh about it because otherwise it's you realize yo this is really bad yeah Ugh. people can't put their political beliefs aside long enough to say hey we're all humankind living on this earth that is slowly dying that needs us to save itself. Yeah, because we're well, we need to save ourselves from ourselves. Yeah. Because we're causing the destruction on this planet. Like that's all those are human inventions and human activities. Yeah. That's a, such a matter that I, it should be so simple to people, but it is. But I wish, I really wish that on, and not just that issue, all sorts of issues that we've got in society, especially in this country, but even worldwide. Like I wish a lot of people and a lot of humans could really just come together with mindful thinking and just compassion towards each other to be able to see each other's sides and and work together like would that not be like is that not like ev- should that not be everyone's goal as a human it should be but so much gets in the way of that influenced yeah, and non-influenced yeah everybody like i said earlier everybody wants to believe they're right about everything to- is in their core beliefs. Yeah. So as soon as somebody disagrees with them or even just believes something slightly different from what they believe, they're automatically up in arms because they think that person's trying to negate what they believe or whatever else. Yeah. You're right. And to me, that mindset never has fully made sense either. Because realistically, I don't see, as long as it doesn't affect directly affect you, why you care what other people believe. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't affect you. The only thing that you should care about is stuff that will harm you in some way or another. Like climate change. (laughs) (laughs) Man, wouldn't it be nice if everyone could just coexist? And it seems cliche to say that, but if if people just think about it for a minute, just people actually truly being able to coexist in a positive way like that's like that would be fucking that would be that would be awesome it would make people as a whole so much more happier yeah all of humanity because then you don't have to sit there and say well i might go out the house and have to argue with somebody about whatever topic today yeah it's, hey man, how are you? <laughs> yeah, if everyone was just a little bit more compassionate, then we could achieve that. Like, isn't that like 
that would be like the most simple change. The first change that people need to make, just a little compassion, a little understanding, a little mindfulness, a little open-mindedness too. That's the damn problem with this country and with the world is people are so closed-minded. Yep. Open your minds a little bit, folks. Our Belgian listener, if you're listening right now, we fucking love you. We love you, dog. Like, I just wanted to put that in there. And I, I want you to know we see you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, our Belgian listener. But I honestly, man, it's it's a some of these talk you know talking about the political divide in this country. It can be a you know it's a it's a it's a rough topic to really think about because there's it it seems to be heading in a bad direction right now in the country. Yeah, it's been in a, a rapid spiral for the last, especially five years. Yeah, I'd agree. Like five years, it's, it's it's got bad. But you know what, man? We hope. I hope. I hope that people will have some more compassion, and I hope that people will be a little bit more open-minded, and people will just truly just start loving each other, and, and spread a little love. Yeah, because that'd be the easiest way to solve. A plethora, a, of issues. <laughs> a plethora of issues. Like that's the only thing that's going to solve the issues is some love and compassion. At this point, yep. Because that'll actually get people to agree on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the easiest solution, and it's the last resort. Yep. Hey, but I hope so. <laughs> yep. Me too, big dog. Oh yeah. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, you know, just go show love and show compassion to your neighbors and stuff and the people around you. We'll see you. We'll see you, guys. <laughs>